0: Hello, and welcome to the Upper Bowl GM Podcast. My name is Nick Sororis. And yes, as properly titled, this is the The NHL Does Not Care About Its Players edition of the show. This obviously is coming in wake of Monday night's events during the Rangers-Capitals game. Oh, Ben Rinsight with a terrific play on Budziewicz. Now they're pounding Budziewicz on the ice. Uh, Wilson. Wilson's throwing punches. uh, He he went after think Buchnevich. Oh, boy. Now, Wilson. uh, This is ridiculous. uh, Panarin. What is Wilson doing? Well, you know, he's been incensed ever since he was given that penalty. So he goes after Panarin. Yeah totally unwarranted attack this has nothing to do with playing hockey on edge being physical being an intimidating force difficult to play against this has everything to do with being a dirtbag who doesn't have respect for the game point blank i'm not a respect the game guy like the boomers are when it comes to baseball about bat flips and that kind of thing but in hockey it's a dangerous game and when you step on the ice there's an assumption the other people out there are going to be respectful of your livelihood. Very straightforward. This isn't going to be a particularly long episode. Before I get to the show, gotta remind everyone, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Audio Boom, whatever podcasting platform you listen to podcasts on, this show is there. We're growing ever so slightly. I know, I gotta get my button gear, make shows a little more regularly, get some more guests, because shows with guests typically do better than my other ones, but this one is from the heart tonight. I wrote about it, it'll be up on Gotham SN, you're listening to this on Wednesday. The blog is up, you can read it a little bit more visual, because you can see the individual incidents, there are links to other incidents in Wilson's career, and... It's a long and ugly track record. We're talking about someone with multiple incidents, is a known repeat offender, and has gotten some of the more severe penalties from the Department of Player Safety, and yet, he still has people defending him. Alright, I'll see you guys in one second. And with that, to start unpacking where this discussion about player safety in hockey needs to go, I'm going to start with the most obvious illusion. Let's compare it to other sports. So, in hockey, you know, everybody is supposed to be called the same way within the rule book. Obviously, that's not what happens. Some players are more adept at drawing penalties than others, that kind of thing. And yes, there are still some throwback guys in the league, like a Tom Wilson, like a Ryan Reeves, like a Curtis Gabriel, who on occasion are known to get into it. Whether that be throwing checks a little bit late, whether it be hitting players high, or outright fighting, their role in hockey lore is steeped in history. The Enforcer is mythologized by a sect of people older than us. As a 24-year-old, I saw the last generation of enforcers, the Brashears, the Colton Orr's, the John Scotts, those type of players who didn't really serve a purpose on a hockey team aside from punching people in the face and trying to serve as a deterrent, which is what a lot of the boomers still try and argue. I mean, I vividly remember Matt Cook ending Mark Savard's career in 2011, and then on Coach's Corner that week, Don Cherry saying that it wouldn't have happened if there was an enforcer on the ice. Milan Lucic was on the ice uh, when Matt Cook hit Mark Savard in the head. If Milan Lucic isn't enough of a deterrent from players taking runs at each other, I don't know if there is a physical enough player to deter other goons from acting like it. And we get into a very clear area where the league and the department of player safety don't have a vested interest in penalizing Wilson or giving him a suspension because the capitals owner would throw a hissy fit. And let's remember something here. Bettman's title might be commissioner, but he's the lapdog of the owners. The owners are in charge of what goes on. And it's why the department of player safety has lost its fangs and why there aren't strict rulings anymore. Uh, i Circling back around, I started originally talking about comparing it to other sports. You know what happened in football when Aaron Rodgers suffered a broken collarbone because of a weird hit that came a little bit late? They made it a 15-yard penalty. Now if you hit the quarterback after the ball is gone and they land, you land your body weight on top of them, it's a 15-yard penalty. Even if you don't mean to land on them with your body weight, it's still a penalty if you land all of your weight on them. In baseball, remember when Buster Posey got his leg broken on a play at the plate because he was blocking the plate before the ball got there and a guy came crashing into him? Yeah. That was baseball taking a step to protect a star player. There were marquee catchers in the league at that point. Now there's a lot fewer marquee catchers, but not the point. In baseball, in football, yeah, you got to protect the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks are the stars of the league. It's why the game is geared towards offense. The rules are set up to protect quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, the skill position guys. And in basketball, if you try and breathe on someone like LeBron James the wrong way, you're going to get a foul. And if you do it any, even a little bit too aggressively for the ref's liking, or you do it with a rude demeanor, an aggressive demeanor, they'll give you a technical foul. And if you get two of those in the course of a game, they'll eject you from the game. Tom Wilson had three technical foul-worthy plays in a minute and a half. He drives his stick into the back of Pavel Bucinevic's neck. His face is down on the ice, Bucinevic's is. And Wilson is driving his stick into his neck forcefully. Then he throws a punch into Buchnevich's head. Yes, Buchnevich is wearing a helmet, but he is still throwing a sucker punch on a player in a vulnerable position. And then, once Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom realize what Wilson is doing, they try and rip him off of him. And Wilson doesn't like that. He grabs Panarin, he ragdolls him, he goes down to the ground once. And remember, in hockey, whenever there is a fight... As soon as one of the players in said fight goes to the ground, the linesmen immediately jump in to try and break up the fight because they don't want people who've already been hurt trying to get back up to the fight more after they've already been hurt. And a referee has the balls to have his hands on his hips, watching Wilson take Panarin to the ground the first time, not get in the mix, watch it happen, let Wilson get Panarin back up to his feet, slew foot him... And throw him to the ground without a helmet on. I cannot begin to stress how badly the NHL fucked this up. Remember what happened when Miles Garrett swung a helmet at Mason Rudolph's head? Remember? They suspended Miles Garrett for the rest of the season. He got, I think it was seven games for hitting him on the head with a helmet. The NHL does not understand player safety. And it has no interest in doing so. I... Wilson has a lengthy rap sheet. When I was doing my column earlier for Gotham SN, I went and looked up his history of suspensions. He has five separate suspensions as a player at the NHL level. Two of them in 2017. One was in a preseason game. He hit someone in a preseason game and got two games. He hit someone later in that same season and got four games for it. During the playoffs, the 2017-2018 playoffs, he got away with one because the NHL didn't have a camera angle for the review for the Department of Player Safety. 2018, three-game suspension hit to the head of Zach Aston-Reese of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wilson goes a couple months for no real chicanery, makes it to the fall. He gets through that postseason September 20th, 2018, Tom Wilson gets a 20-game suspension for hitting a defense's player, targeting them on their head with no way of protecting themselves. The NHL Players Association, defending one of their players, appeals it down to 14 games. What Wilson did to Oscar Sundquist of the Blues was reprehensible. There is no room in the game for those kind of headshots. We, And this is going to bring me to my larger point. This isn't just a Tom Wilson problem. The NHL has had guys like Tom Wilson before. In the last 20 years, there have been a handful of players who suffered career-ending injuries because of things like what Tom Wilson does. The most glaring and most scarring was what Todd Bertuzzi did to Steve Moore of the Colorado Avalanche when Bertuzzi was playing for the Canucks. When he threw a punch at Moore when he wasn't looking, his head bounced off the ice and he got knocked unconscious. And Steve Moore never played another hockey game again. In that case that that was such a malicious and disgusting play. Moore sued Bertuzzi in court. That that's how bad of a hit that was. And then the more recent one, the one I remember watching because it happened during I think it was a national broadcast on versus Mark Savard of the Bruins is skating into the offensive zone. He moves the puck forward and he's got his face. So if you're looking at, on television, Matt Cook is look, excuse me. Mark Savard is looking in the direction of the camera. If you're looking at a hockey game on TV, Matt Cook, the offending player, comes in opposite. So he's coming from the side of the ice where the penalty box is. And Savard does not have any idea that someone is coming for them. Savard has followed through on a pass. He is leaning forward. He's in a vulnerable position. And Matt Cook leans his shoulder out on purpose to hit Savard in the head after the puck is already gone. This isn't trying to knock a guy off of the puck to not rattle them after they've already moved the puck, where if, say, Cook goes in shoulder to shoulder and he just knocks Savard down, that would be a little bit of a late hit, but it wouldn't have been a penalty, and it wouldn't have been a suspendable play, and it probably would not have ended Mark Savard's career. Matt Cook did not care. The Penguins eventually sat Matt Cook down and to some degree toned his shit down, but a Google search will quickly show you his knees, his targeting of players' heads, and it brings me back to a larger point. The NHL, in all of its wisdom, still does not prioritize player safety. I know a lot of people, me included, are skeptical of every time the NFL says it cares about player safety because it obviously doesn't. It doesn't. They, the league has gone to a 17-game season over the protest of the players. You can still get away with quite a bit of lowering your shoulder and hitting people going over the middle and at the goal line especially. And we see some ugly hits still in football to this day. I mean, we're not that very we're not that far removed from Vontes Perfect throwing a hit. But you know what? When Vontaze Burfik threw that hit on Jack Doyle of the Indianapolis Colts, they gave Vontes Burfik a lifetime suspension because that was his third offense for a suspendable hit. Tom Wilson has gotten five separate suspensions, and he is still acting like a child. And that's the thing. The Matt Cook play on Mark Savard... There were morons at the time defending it as a hockey play, you know. He couldn't control where his body was going. He was skating fast. He didn't mean to do it. He, he wouldn't willfully try and injure a player. He wouldn't have done that. What Wilson did to Bucinevich and to Panarin had nothing to do with playing hockey. That had to do with being a child acting out because he wasn't getting his way. Wilson had gotten a penalty earlier in the game. He disagreed with it. He was barking at the official. Obviously, he was heated. It's a hockey game. He disagreed with the call. It didn't go his way. He was angry. Okay. An adult can move on. Wilson, in all of his maturity, decides he's going to act out. You know, I didn't like that Buchnevich was swiping at a puck that was a little bit loose under my goalie. You know what? I didn't like that, so I'm going to bang my stick into the back of his neck. That, that's what I'm going to do because I can't handle my own emotions. And th- we're at a point now where it's not a matter of if, but when Wilson has his next acting out incident. Because that's what these are. These are the actions of a child who cannot handle their emotions and gets a free pass because there's a large sect of the hockey public that thinks what he does has value. That being a child, acting out, being dangerous to other individuals on the ice, is part of playing the game. You know, if they did this back in the day when they were playing against Messier and Buka Boom, no one would have did anything to Gretzky. That's bullshit. We, you heard what I said before about how Milan Lucic was on the ice when Mark Savard got his career ended by Matt Cook? Yeah, nobody is doing shit, okay? I really hate to tell you. Even with a depleted lineup, even as dinged up as they were, no one was is doing shit in terms of the Rangers to Tom Wilson. D- there is no such thing as deterrence. It's the same argument you have about capital punishment and the death penalty for capital offenses. The death penalty is not a deterrent. People are still going to commit the crimes they're going to commit. If they get life in prison or the death penalty, it doesn't make much of a difference to them. I, I In terms of the philosophy, it's similar. Yes, I just compared uh, driving someone... I mean, we're not going to say he could have killed Panarin, but... I'm not going to go as far as Larry Brooks in his column did. I think that was a little bit hyperbolic, but... I mean... Panarin lands head first instead of back first on the ice after Wilson slew-foots him and throws him down. Bounces his head off the ice, you could have knocked him out cold, you could, have, you could have violently concussed him. You probably could have killed him! I really don't want to get exaggerated and hyperbolic here, but... You ever bounce a hockey puck off of ice and it bounces a little bit before it settles? The human head is not as hard as a hockey puck. I really hate to be the bearer of bad news. The human head is extremely fragile. Even wearing a helmet, bad things can happen. You've seen guys who've taken pucks off of their helmet, suffer bad brain injuries, and never really be the same afterwards. And all of this is against a bigger backdrop of the NHL handling its lingering concussion issues in this discussion around CTE, which the NFL has tried to play under the rug, to, and to a large extent, it has worked. They have thrown it under the rug, and football is still king in the United States. Uh, hockey hasn't even acknowledged that head injuries can cause CTE. Part of the problem with that is that CTE is not... Di- not a disease that can be diagnosed in a living patient. It has to be done as part of an autopsy to examine the brain for injuries over a long period of time. We've seen it prevalent in football players who have died young. Uh, the obvious one that comes to mind is Junior Seau. Um, Mike Webster, the former center for the Pittsburgh Steelers back in their glory years, another player who suffered from CTE and died prematurely. And The NHL and Gary Bettman, you know, who's caping for the owners as their mouthpiece, he he says there's no link between CTE and uh, concussions. Uh, Obviously, that's not true. Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. Bettman is lying about this like he lies about a lot of things. He does not have the interest of the players in mind. He has the interest of the owners in mind. And for all of the praise the legacy media likes to give Bettman for channeling the league through these trying times, getting them the TV deals on ESPN and Turner. You know why? Because those people want the money part of it. They don't want to deal with the mesh part of it. I I really hate to be the dickhead here to rain on everyone's parade, but Artemi Panarin is one of the ten best players in the entire league, and in the Department of Player Safety's memo about Wilson's fine, for $5,000, it did not mention the fact that he threw Artemi Panarin to the ground without a helmet on. Wilson's fine of $5,000 on his $5 million a year salary, which is less than 1% of his salary, only mentioned him punching Buchnevich in the vulnerable position on the ice. Did nothing to mention what he did to Panarin, which is the real problem here. If the NHL isn't going to protect our Artemi Panarin, one of its 10 best players, on one of its marquee franchises, what hope do any of these other guys have of getting protected from freaking clowns like Tom Wilson doing something dangerous to them? The league has... It's a dereliction of duty. It's, that's the perfect way to describe what they've done every single time Tom Wilson hurts someone. Earlier this season... Tom Wilson hits Brandon Carlo in the head. It happened on March 5th. Carlo just played his first full game since that injury on May 4th. May the 4th, Tuesday. For all intents and purposes, Brandon Carlo was knocked out of play for two months by a a Tom Wilson high hit, a hit that Wilson was suspended seven games for. You really showed Tom Wilson a lesson, NHL Department of Player Safety, by suspending him for seven games for knocking a guy out for two months. And then, and then, you know what? He's going to do it again. Because this is a guy who does not care about the safety of others. And they are going to be mouth-breathers like Paul Bissonette, like Ryan Whitney, like Jeff O'Neill, like Greg Wisniewski, who are going to say, Well, hockey's a violent game, and what Tom Wilson does is important because it sets the... T- it's bullshit. The NHL can make Wilson stop whenever it wants. Give him a 30-game suspension... Make him go to anger management classes like he's it get on parole. Treat him like someone who doesn't deserve to be playing hockey. Because, let's be frank, I've said this more than once about owners owning teams on the show. I've said this about players who have been disrespectful to fans, who've been outwardly racist, who've supported the insurrection on January 6th. Playing a professional sport is a privilege. Owning a professional sports team is... ...is a privilege. You do not have to do that. If Tom Wilson cannot handle his anger, his emotions enough... ...to play within the social norms of the game of hockey... ...you can still throw your hits, you can still challenge people to fights... ...all the stuff that Tom Wilson gets praised for... ...and not try and maim people. I really do worry it's going to take another Steve Moore type incident... For the NHL to wake up on player safety. Because the discourse today, on Tuesday, May the 4th, while I'm recording this, was entirely about the league dropping the ball on Tom Wilson not doing its job. The title of the department is player safety. Not player endangerment. Not player defense attorney. Not, well, he actually meant to, what about what is him? The Department of Player Whataboutism is not a real thing, I hate to tell you, and the NHL instituting a former goon like George Peros as the head of player safety is a joke. Let's be real. Brandon Shanahan, when he was the head of the Department of Player Safety, ruled with a pretty rough fist. Uh, he got the nickname Shannaban for a while there because he was willing to throw out suspensions for borderline things in the interest of player safety, and... While I disagreed with some of those suspensions, they erred on the side of the victim. They said, you know what, even if the intent wasn't there, you did hit someone high in the head. They were defenseless. That's got to be a penalty. You got to sit out a game. Even if it's not fair, you did hit a guy who was defenseless in the head. And that that's not okay. We can't be having that in this league in today's day and age. And for a while, Shanahan did a good job of ruling with an iron fist and trying to legislate out some of the goonery. It was around that time when teams started to get rid of that plug role guy, the Aaron Ashams of the world who were going to have f- six points in an 82-game season but have, you know, 100 penalty minutes between their stupid penalties, like their interferences and their holdings and that kind of stuff, and their fighting. Those guys don't really hang around anymore. Like I mentioned, there's about... Five, maybe six guys in the entire NHL who fall into that box. There is no need to act the way Tom Wilson does. That is what's so frustrating about this. As a fan, he can still be that gray area, playing on the edge kind of guy who throws his weight around, uses his speed, and serves as a difficult pain in the ass to play against. Something in the vein of what Milan Lucic was without the dirty hits hi- Milan Lucic used to throw, which is part of this discussion too, is that enforcer role, that agitator role, that difficult to play against mantra type of player, often came with the baggage of the dirty hits, the Milan Lucic's, the Brad Marshans, the Matt Cooks of the world. They weren't afraid to throw elbows at people's heads and make the league suspend them or the referees on the ice to stop them, and they got away with it. And we're at a point now where players like Wilson get to act like impunity because they know nothing is going to happen. Again, a player with no helmet on is thrown to the ground after already being taken down to the ground once, with a referee watching it happen. I'm going to read directly from the NHL rulebook. No player may remove their helmet prior to engaging in a fight. If he should do so, he shall be assessed a two-minute minor penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. That's number one. So let's start there. Wilson, And Panarin are obviously not in the same weight class. Wilson probably has a solid 30 to 40 pounds on Panarin. He's ragdolling him around. And while Panarin did jump on Wilson's back, I know every Capitals fan defending Tom Wilson because there are some of them that likes to mention that, that Panarin jumped on his back first. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That is a reasonable critique. Panarin jumped on his back first, fine. The other important part of this is He ragdolls him to the ground once, and Wilson insisted on picking him back up to his feet to slam him to the ground a second time without the helmet on. The league doesn't want you fighting without a helmet on. It is a penalty in today's NHL if you do not immediately leave the ice if your helmet falls off during the course of play for safety reasons. You remember, you know how I keep talking about safety? The NHL has all of these little rules. They have a Department of Player Safety. They have procedures and methods to enforce a safer game to protect players like Panarin from getting harassed by clowns like Tom Wilson. I wanted to mention this specifically because it was a really good point. Steve Vallecat of MSG Network brought up during the course of the broadcast last night. On a night that we're celebrating hockey is for everybody, you know what it's not for? It's not for bullies. It's not. You know, and that's, be, that's bully behavior that's also dangerous and senseless. So for every reason, this guy has to sit down again and try and get rehabilitation. Wilson being a bully is unacceptable. Wilson has a long track record of picking on guys a lot smaller than him because he knows he can beat them up. And I really, we're really all impressed, Tom, with your ability to manhandle people you have 40 pounds on. That would be like me beating up a high school sophomore and pretending to be tough. Uh, Tom, I really hate to tell you this. Throwing hits at people who are defenseless, beating up people who are 30 pounds lighter than you, it doesn't make you tough. It makes you a coward. The few times he's actually picked a fight with people his own size, I mean, most notably Ryan Reeves, Reeves has bodied him. Reeves is an actual tough guy. Tom Wilson is a wannabe tough guy. Yeah, he throws some hits. Yeah, terrific. I'm very impressed, Tom. I wish the league would take safety more seriously. Fitz, who's been on the show two times now, wants to talk about hockey, wants to talk about the Warriors, he said it best himself. The NHL is an unserious league because it doesn't protect its star players. We should be talking about the fact Connor McDavid might break 100 points in a 56-game season. Instead, we're talking about Tom Wilson being a friggin' dumbass for the umpteenth time. This is not a first-time incident. This is not out-of-character behavior. Give him a 30 or 60 game suspension, make him go to anger management, and if he does it again, you make him sit for an entire year. Treat it the way the NFL treats the quarterbacks, okay? If you fall on Aaron Rodgers, you're getting a 15-yard penalty and a fine that week. Tom Wilson should have been getting a match penalty, a game misconduct. He should have been thrown out of the game, first of all, which is the first... ...dereliction of duty in this entire process... ...is the referees didn't even throw Wilson out of the game. They gave him a 10-minute misconduct... ...and they gave him, I believe, two for roughing... ...and they let him come back into the game for the third period... ...and then the, the fuck scores an empty net goal... ...when the Rangers are trying to come back late in the game? First and foremost... ...anytime a player like Wilson is in that gray area... ...you gotta have him on a thin leash. The referees in today's NHL do a horrendous job of controlling the game when you have someone like a tom wilson that you know is liable to act out at any moment you have to take that seriously he does anything you don't like you give him two you tell him you do it again i'm getting you out of this game Wilson demonstratively yelling at the official after disagreeing with the call earlier in the game should have been a second minor. You should have given him an unsportsmanlike conduct on top of that to get him in line the way basketball uses technical fouls if players are barking at the officials and being demonstrative towards them and trying to intimidate them. Tom Wilson's mongoloid self was yelling at the officials, barking at the officials, going to the penalty box, disagreeing with it, and the referee just took it. Yeah, Wes McCauley might be funny in the way he says penalties, but in terms of controlling a game responsibly and making sure people are safe, he does a horrendous job. An absolutely horrendous job. Wes McCauley had his hands on the back of the Rangers net, excuse me, the Capitals net, because this was in the Capitals defensive zone, on the back of the net, and he's looking to see if the puck is in the net while Wilson is punching... Bucinevich in the back of the head while Bucinevich has his face in the ice. McCauley continues to look for the puck, ignoring the fact that a player is getting attacked in front of him and fails to get control of the situation. A lot of this has to do with the simple fact that the NHL is okay with this, that the owners are more or less okay with this. And that's what makes the Rangers' statement about a total lack of confidence in George Paros and calling for his removal. So interesting. For the most part, nobody's had the balls to call the NHL and the Department of Player Safety out for their dereliction of duty in the the past. I I believe the Islanders did a number of years ago, but for the most part, when the Department of Player Safety issues a ruling, the team just eats it, whether it's the team of the offending player or the victim player, and... The Rangers didn't do that. They full-on called out the Department of Player Safety. The statement was worded strongly, and, you know, the Greg Wisniewskis of the world tried to make fun of it because Greg is a bitter Devils fan that's sad that the Rangers have so much more talent. And yes, this is a professional journalist who is the ESPN's senior NHL writer who cannot get over his childhood bias of being a Devils fan to cover the Rangers accurately. And he's acted like a total clown for two days now. This is a guy who said that everyone was just getting triggered by Tom Wilson, you know, trying to bash someone's head into the ice and then slew-footing Panarin and throwing him down without a helmet on. Real great job you guys are doing over there at ESPN with Greg Wisniewski leading the charge. I'm very excited for hockey to come back to your platform as a serious hockey fan. I cannot wait to hear what Greg and Emily Kaplan, who just type away whatever the NHL source they're talking to, tells them to say without a shred of critical thinking in their brain. Greg was loving... Greg was the one to say the Department of Player Safety did not have a view of the incident that appeared that Wilson grabbed Panarin by the hair to throw him down, unlike there was, you know... 10 angles on the broadcast that showed it, uh, Greg's just a moron, point blank, he's just a moron, and maybe he's just trolling and he realizes he's a dumbass, but even so, it's, trolling the beat you're covering to get reactions and engagements is just such lazy work, it's disappointing, it's genuinely disappointing, I've already ranted for 30 minutes about this, just one last thing before I get everyone out of here to go about their Wednesday, the Rangers are going to play the Capitals tonight. I don't expect the Rangers to retaliate at Wilson in any direct way. Truba's is not dressing. Lindgren's not dressing. Panarin is done for the season, which is part of this. Uh, the, The league failed to acknowledge the fact that Panarin was also a victim of what Wilson did, both in the statement and in the messaging that's come out since. Uh, the Rangers are probably going to get fined for their statement. The league is probably going to find them. I mean, I believe Pierre Lebrun of TSN said the San Jose Sharks got fined $100,000 back in 2013 for criticizing the Department of Player Safety. The Rangers will probably get fined more than that, to be quite honest. And I don't expect much in terms of the physical retaliation, and I don't expect much in terms of the team itself on Wednesday night, to be quite frank. The season's over. The the team waved the white flag. There is no fight anymore. There wasn't any fight in the team in the two games against the Islanders over the weekend. There wasn't any fight Monday night against the Capitals. This team is going through the motions. I mean, I said it before the game on Monday. I must have had foresight. Why are they even dressing Panarin? He's been missing practices for maintenance of injuries for a month and a half now. They should have sat him and... I'm not going to say I had the foresight to know this was going to happen, but, you know, don't dress your valuable players for meaningless games in contact sports. You just don't have to do it. In the NFL, you don't dress Patrick Mahomes in Week 17 if you got a playoff spot locked up already. You, You just don't. It's not worth the risk. The Rangers shouldn't dress anyone. I mean... This is a very like Friday Night Lights Rudy type thing, but if I were the Rangers, I just I wouldn't play the game. There's no incentive to play the last three games of the regular season. You're only subjecting your players to further risk of injury. Uh, they're still going to be dressing Adam Fox, Capo Caco, Alexi Lafreniere. They're going to be Vitali Krapsov, Chris Kreider might come back into the lineup. Zabinijad's going to play. Bucci's going to play, but. What incentive is there for these guys to play other than maybe getting Tom Wilson to decapitate them again? And there is going to be antics. Tom Wilson is going to try and bait someone on the Rangers into fighting him. I hope the Rangers don't call up that Mason Geertsen kid from the Hartford to get his ass kicked by Tom Wilson. Let's be frank here. Wilson does what he does because no one holds him accountable. No one on the ice... We'll fight him, aside from Ryan Reeves, because Reeves will actually kick his ass. And the league doesn't hold him accountable, so he will continue to act with impunity and endanger other people's safety. I just can't get it through your head how everybody in authority just looks the other way, that they don't think this is a big deal. You could have had someone get... You could have had someone get killed Bouncing their head off of ice on Monday night And there are people defending it Like seriously There are grown adults on the internet Trying to rationalize what Tom Wilson did By saying, well Panera jumped on his back Like children Like the way children argue When they say, well how come he started it These are grown men playing a professional sport If Tom Wilson cannot act rationally and and with respect for the other people on the ice, he doesn't get to play. And the Capitol is only enabling it, whether it's their dumb social media manager making a joke of it or their coach saying Wilson gets singled out for his behavior. Yeah, Peter Laviolette, Tom Wilson does get singled out because he acts like an asshole. He endangers other people, and it's about time someone called him on his bullshit. God, that's infuriating. All right. Rant over. I will see you guys tomorrow. Going to be having a nice chat with my friend Maddie about the Chicago Cubs, a team that is mired in a hitting slump. And as a Met fan, I can relate. Not sure what Friday is going to be. Friday might be me and Chris just catching up on baseball, it might be football. I got to get some guests lined up. I got good ideas. We just got to make sure, see we can happen. As I said, two blogs up. One about Wilson, and then one about the way the Rangers have been playing offense and why their offense hasn't been working this year as well as last year. I have a few working theories. worth your time? Gotham SN on Twitter. Gotham Sports Network is the full web address. We're getting to nitty-gritty time here in hockey, folks. Week to go. The playoffs on the horizon. Got lots and lots of good ideas lined up for guests. We're getting there with baseball. Going to try and get another racing guest on soon. Might be DeAndre Graves to come back to talk NASCAR. Might try and get someone else to talk about Formula 1 aside from Mallory. Even though I love Mallory, I don't want to bother her again. Good time of year to be a sports fan. Fuck Tom Wilson. I'll see you guys tomorrow.